Got it. Yeah, we've got the cow handy. We're on a quest to comprehensively review all the different flavors of Hello, Daniel. Uh, hello, Brian. How are hello, you? Listeners. Hello, listeners. I'm totally fine. Hello, listeners. Awesome. It's good to hear that you're totally Boo. fine, Daniel. Mm, I've been good. All right. That's detailed and informative. Thank you. <laughs> good. Um, well, welcome back to the podcast studio that Thanks. is this small island here. that we inhabit together that you never left because mm, welcome we back. live on this small island uh, at an undisclosed coordinates in the middle of the, the Pacific. Pacific Ocean. Yes. That's right. Well, we don't often come here to the recording patch. Usually you're over there in the Brian hole. I'm in the Daniel hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The cow wanders between both. Yeah. Depending that, on who's got food. Just goes back and forth mooing up. at us and we moo right back. Yeah. Moo. That's, she comes over. Oh, no, these are my clams. Bessie, these are my clams. I fish them up with my feet from the sand. I'm going to subsist <laughs> on them for a week. Go, brother Brian. Look, he's got a seagull. Yeah. 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 You ever reconsider flebbers? Daniel, I'm in the middle of reading it, and by in the middle of reading it, I mean I started reading it, and then I stopped reading it, but then I've been talking to our friend Lokathor lately, uh, and Daniel uh, Bryan. he's been saying, yeah, Daniel Bryan, he's been saying things that have made me think that maybe I should continue reading it. Yeah. I used to go to university, art school, and I'd hang out with uh, some friends at art school, and I was reading some... Uh, some Ian M. Banks. I was reading some Consider Flebbers, and just like the topic of living on a desert island came up, and I remember there's a bit in Consider Flebbers where our main character, Chameleon Man, Poison Bone Chameleon Man, rocks up on a desert island, and there's like a weird community which has which has just sort of developed that worships worships this one guy who's like the boss of the community. And they're all totally emaciated, and here's this gigantic sort of lump of flesh of a man who gets carried around, and is so big he just looks like a big pink pyramid. And he, uh, he like everybody else, this cult, their whole point is that they they hate themselves, and then they just subsist on things that aren't food. They can only eat not food, and so they eat like shells and sand and stuff. Uh, but they gather lots of food and they give it to him, and he like. You know, eats until he's so full he vomits, and then they all eat the vomit and stuff. Um, it's uh, like, and I, uh, I was in a in conversation with my friend about this weird desert island society, and they were like, "Oh, that sounds kind of funny. Like, oh, what a weird idea. What a weird quirky cult." And then they read the book, and it's like way at the end, and they're like halfway through, and the book is just a misery fest. Like, it's nothing but bad things happening, and they're like. Dan, I haven't gotten to the funny desert island yet. 
but this is really hard and it makes <laughs> me feel really bad to read it. Uh, and I'm like, oh, maybe you shouldn't finish it because I know how the book ends. And it's like a big da 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 of misery where all this main character's uh, wants and desires are taken from him. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. You should probably stop reading. And they're like, no, I want to get to the funny desert island. And they get to the desert island and it's another layer of extra misery on top of everything bad which has happened. And it's not even the worst thing that happened yet. And they're like, why did you, why did you tell me about this book? So, yeah, consider Flebbers. Give it a go, Brian. Okay. I'll give it a go, Daniel. Yeah. I will give it a go. Good. You know what's good? Uh, is it Joe Heldman's or Jake Fenderman's Forever War? That's what that's that's a book that sounds like it's going to be a misery fest, but it's actually Joe pretty good. It's Hald- not Haldeman. Yeah, that's him, Jake Fenderman. Uh huh. Forever. I haven't War. read it's that a good either. One. I think oh, I started really it good. and stopped as well. But Daniel, yeah. I I stopped reading I, Consider Flebus because you talked to me on this podcast about ancillary justice and mm, so yes. i stopped reading consider flebus to go back and reread the whole trilogy of ancillary justice and its sequels yeah and then while i was there i also reread hyperion and its sequels although i'm still in the middle of the final book right Many books of Hyperion, Brian? Four. How many Hyperion books there, are there? Four, four, uh, four Hyperions. It's, it's like two sets of two, kind of. It's a, bit gotcha. of a, it's a bit of a big jump. Like the first two books are... Oh. Well, it's like the first two books are one story and the second two books are the sequel. So it's really like two books, but split up into four books in a way. Mm. Like the yeah, first two books sense. are basically like fully consistent with each other, like book two picks up where book one stopped much like the ancillary yeah. justice books which are kind of yeah. all just one book split across three books so they're fresh in your mind now right you've just finished rereading them pretty fresh i mean that was a couple months ago which one's your favorite of the three yeah i mean it's really hard to separate them from each other um that's that's good that's kind of good i think just the whole trilogy as a story is is mostly my favorite. I mean, the final book is good because it has the conclusion. Um, the middle book has some stuff where you're kind of like, eh, fuck, fuck this. It's kind of weird. <laughs> or not yeah. weird, but it's just like, there's like some semi-boring side plots where it's like setting up stuff um, yeah. for a dramatic conclusion. And it it's kind of... There are moments where you're like, "Why am? Why are we here?" Um, but it all it all makes sense eventually, and yeah. it's just you have to be patient, and, you know. Yeah. Let the world I, be uh, built around you, you know. I started reading that one, and I was really enjoying it. And I just there was no page which I wasn't enjoying. Uh, I got a couple chapters in. They were still in space. Breck was still like captain of the ship. And then, oh, she found out that this this new young captain is actually the Grand Admiral Thrawn or whatever. And then she's like taking, you know, severed the connection to the multi-brain. And then it's just like this broken husk of a version of the Emperor who's like trailing around feeling depressed. And I'm like, wow, this is really good. I'm really loving this. And mm-hmm. then I had to take it back to the library and I haven't gotten it out again. Ouch. And my life got so busy that I haven't restarted, but I will. I believe in you, Daniel. Thanks, Brian. You will. 
Anyway, Daniel, on this podcast, in addition to talking about books of a science fictional nature and justice video games of a Elder Scrolls nature, we also yep. drink milk of a flavored nature. Flavored nature. Because we are, as the listeners will have already heard in the jingle, we are on a quest to comprehensively review all the different flavors of milk. All the different flavors of milk. That's right. And in order, <laughs> in order to uh, do that, we need to yep. find out which milks we're going to drink today. Yeah, that's right. And we do the, that with a spin of the Rotolactor. Before that, Brian, I want to bring something up. Uh-oh. Yeah, so... Is it our uh, in, pending transition to a Waka Flocka Flame podcast? No, I... No. No, no. No, it's not, no. All right. No. Uh, it's no. A, an issue I have at the shops. I oh, go no. to the shops. Yeah, there's not enough um, milk. No, that's the problem. Well, I guess there is. Yeah, it's like so. I walk milk. in, and you know, you know the Oak Moratorium, right? Yeah. It's really hard because do I go know, in. Yeah. Do they have like really enticing flavors? I mean, they're just doing crazy shit nonstop. They just wake up in the morning and they do crazy shit, and they put it out on the shelves, and I go, "Whoa, <laughs> wait, whoa!" And the wait, now we're doing this now. Whoa! And every single other company, Browns and Masters and Big M and Nippies, uh, what else? Ice, Barista Brothers, they're languishing. They're atrophying away on the shelves. They just have the same three flavors, which I've seen every single day of the year. And then Oak is doing these crazy flips. And I hate them so much, but they just don't stop. You know what they've got now, Brian? They've got uh, they've got apple pie flavored milk. Oh my they've God. got s'mores flavored Holy milk. Holy shit! They've got caramel banana, and now. Nutrigrain, what? and then chocolate Nutrigrain. What? Bre- chocolate breakfast cereal. Breakfast cereal, which is not normally chocolate flavor. They flavored it chocolate and then flavored a milk with it. Daniel. And I'm like, no, stop, please. <laughs> this is bonkers. I, it's insane. Everybody else needs to be doing this, not just the company I don't like. Yeah. But so have you lifted the moratorium then, Daniel? I kind of have to, don't I? I've, I've, yeah, I'm. Uh, that's how I feel. I'm, th- Brian. I'm thin end of the wedging it. So the Nutrigrain flavored milk was is the thin end of the wedge. It's gotten in. I've mm. let it in. It's, it's here in the in my milk, uh, basket. Um, and then so it's just going to, uh, yeah, the others are going to follow into the basket pretty short, pretty shortly, I think. But I haven't bought them yet. I just got the Oak Plus Power Nutrigrain. And not even Damn. the chocolate-flavored Nutrigrain. Just Nutrigrain-flavored milk. That's crazy. Yeah. Nutrigrain, fr- Nutrigrain-flavored milk. That's like not even a flavor. Nutrigrain is a brand of like breakfast bar. It has a very... Well, yeah, they do bars now, but they started as a breakfast cereal. That's a, is it, do you guys get Nutrigrain over there in the Americas? Yeah, our, but we have Nutrigrain bars. Oh. Is it, what do the bars look like? The bars are like sort of flat, um, yeah. with like a jelly, gelatinous interior. What? And they're by Kellogg. What? Yeah, Kellogg Nutrigrain. 
Yeah, and they're um they they look sort of like a fig Newton, like a long fig Newton. But what's a fig Newton? Oh my god. Um, are you saying so they're like a fig Newton? So they're like a, a pop tart, you know, like a, a yeah, dough, Newton. a long dough tube. But they're kind oh, of flat. Oh, fig Newtons are delicious. I know fig Newtons. And then there's um there's flavored sort of jelly stuff inside, and they're soft. They're like. They're soft and squishy, which makes them really nice to eat. Oh, no. And the no. flavors are strawberry, blueberry, apple, cinnamon. This is nothing. What you're looking at here is a fake product for idiots to buy. Uh, no, 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 no. A fake product for Americans to buy. Yeah, what you need is Australian Nutri-Grain. You know, I just tried to drink out of yeah. an empty glass. Maybe we should spin the Rotolactor. Okay, sure. We can talk about Nutri-Grain when I roll the Nutri-Grain milk. Mm -hmm. I don't have to tell you about Nutri-Grain right now. All right. All right. Uh, I'm recording. I've just checked. Good. Uh, And the Rotolector, you say? Yeah, Daniel, spin it. Okay. All right. Spin me the Rotolector, you son of a bitch. Here it goes. Ah, I do hear it going. Here it goes. Oh, that's it. My heart wasn't in it today. Fair enough. Oh, Daniel, I I see milks have been selected for us. I see milks? Mmm, I see milks. I see, I see, I see milks. Daniel... Today. Brian, yes. Today. You. Today. You. You, Daniel. Me, Brian. Today, listeners. Whatever day you're listening to this, today, here's what's going to happen. On today's episode of Milking It, Daniel K. will be drinking a Nippies iced banana. Oh, okay. Nippies iced banana. Okay, cool. Nippies iced banana and... Also, on today's episode of Milking It, okay. I, Brian C., will be drinking a Twinbrook Creamery Strawberry Milk. Hey, Twinbrook Creamery Strawberry Milk. Dreaded Strawberry, strawberry Milk. Banana. Ah, Strawberry Banana. Hey, look at us. Yeah. Yeah. I have a Strawberry Fruit Banana day. Milk, but I didn't land on it, so... I guess. No, instead you did strawberry so it could be strawberry banana. So yeah. instead, check that out. But we could have been Listen, strawberry banana Tuesday. banana. Tuesday is fruit day. Is Tuesday yeah, fruit day? Tuesday's fruit day for the listeners of the Milk and It podcast. Yeah, but the listeners of the podcast might be listening to it on a Monday. Oh, that's right. Anyway, if you've started listening <laughs> to this on Monday, stop now, wait till Tuesday, resume. Wait till Tuesday. I like it when our podcast is is weirdly topical. Hey Brian. Hey Daniel. H- how's about that uh, that container ship stuck in the Suez Canal or whatever? Oh yeah. Is that ever going to get out? <laughs> when, when are they going to get that free? Huh? Yeah, Daniel. When? I don't know. Fuck all the freight. It's weird that uh, you're trying to make the, the listeners think that this was recorded even longer in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when we're topical. Daniel, today's my two-week... Just... 
my two week vaxiversary. That's what's that's topical. Oh, that's what's happening. Fully vaccinated yeah. now. I've let it. Oh, good. I've been letting it gestate inside me for two weeks. The vaccination gestation. Yeah. Now COVID is going to burst out of my chest. Um, mm. D- Daniel, we have something new we're going to do, which oh. is. Oh yeah, of course. This is so exciting, listeners. You don't know what it is. What are they going to do well, I bet you on this desert island together? Some of our listeners might. Because uh, they suggested it. Um, no, they just they witnessed it happen. All right, so I'm drinking Twinbrook Creamery Strawberry. Daniel is drinking Nippies Iced Banana. And banana. on today's episode of Milking It, we are introducing the new way of scoring, which is Zeitgeist First. Because, as we know, Zeitgeist is the visual experience of the milk and how well it makes you want to drink milk, whether or not it looks good. Oh, Brian. Where did you look up my milk? Google. Daniel, I sent you pictures earlier today. Ah. Yeah, I'm not directly to you, you, but yeah, I, I posted pictures. To me. Oh, hang on. No, here it is. It's way back here. I had to scroll past that weird cow that I sent you. Oh, it's not yours. No, Wait, this isn't yours. No, this one is mine, though. I fa- that one's yours. I so someone it. else bought this milk, and then Brian saw it, and he coveted it. Yes. He coveted it, ladies and gentlemen. I coveted my neighbor's went out, milk. Went out, he coveted your neighbor's milk. And then I went out and found it. Okay, well, so let's start with this. So, yeah, we're going to review the zeitgeist before we actually imbibe the milk. And this is a more pure way of doing it, because, so that we're not... The flavor isn't affecting our judgment of the... Of the yeah. The, the, you know, the branding, the... Uh, the history that this uh, this vessel takes with it, mm-hmm. the the appeal, the appearance, the smell, the feel, the texture of the bottle. Yeah, the touch, the feel of cotton, the fabric of our lives. Yes. I can't figure out how large this container is. Well, so here's one very important question about your Twinbrook Creamery. Um, is it the standard bottle or is it the little baby bottle i got the little baby bottle daniel yes yes now it kind of only works in context with the standard bottle but this is an adorable little trick that this devil has just pulled brian has the little baby version of this milk but it also comes in a big a bigger milk but the baby version just looks like the the very top section uh the sort of tapered top of the big milk that's just been like cut off short yeah. It's kind of like a a little it's like a like I don't like I struggle in my life not to be derogatory but this feels like the perfect metaphor. It's like the bottle has dwarfism. It's like it's it's just like a a shorter stature version of the standard. Yeah, and the standard version is like a very classic glass milk bottle that's sort of square with rounded corners tapered up at the top and then a big old little plastic cap yeah it's just yeah it's a very classic bottle shape 
Yeah, but the short version, like the the proportions are different to what you'd expect in a small uh, vessel yeah. of milk. The, the the tapered top is like it takes up much more of the bottle. Uh, yeah, on I the like small it a version, lot. the taper is like about half the height of the whole bottle. It's very cute. Yeah, yeah. I think of it. I, I've just put my finger on why uh, it reminds me of of dwarfism in humans. Is that it's not it's not a like a thinner version of the bottle. It's the same. Uh, it has the same stockiness as the large version. It is just shorter, and that's all. It's it's not a child version. It's a it's a a differently uh, d- uh, dimensioned version. You know, so, Daniel. Yeah, Brian. I'm ready to score this guy. Sure. the The design's fine. I'm ready to score the zeitgeist. Yeah, I've I've been looking at it while you talk, and I uh, I've settled on a number, Daniel. Okay. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Daniel, the zeitgeist for this milk is ninety nine. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. It is very good. I mean, the so the yeah. bottle itself is an amazing shape. It's a glass bottle, which just feels great in your hand. It's cold. It's just like it's got weight. Feels like there's real milk inside this bad boy. Yeah. It's got a little Twinbrook Creamery logo, which isn't very fancy. It's just the text around a fairly realistic little cow's face. Pretty mm. simple. No it's bullshit. A, then on the back, it's a single color. It says 100% Jersey not- milk, family farm. Yeah. It's all black. Family farm since 1910. Linden, Washington. Twinbrookcreamery.com. Grade A. Rinse and return to store for deposit. So, like, that's all it says. And then, I mean, on the top, on the lid, there's a little sticker that says strawberry milk and it has ingredients. But yeah, and then, of course, it's a glass bottle so I can see through it. And the milk is like yeah, the- just a nice milky pink color. The dominating factor of the design is the pil- the pinkness of the milk. I mean, looking at this, I am expecting this to be the absolute best strawberry milk in the world. Yeah, based on the visual, this. right? Yeah, but I'm I'm giving it a 99 for a, a very specific reason that I'm gonna withhold until I give something a 100, and I'll explain what that one what that one point differences sure thing um great well now i have to do mine i'm trying to find what i what i rated the last nippy's carton that i tried where's our shared thing that's right here on my screen daniel uh you gave a nippy's iced honeycomb you gave it a 77 mm. pina colada got a 75 no like they were both bottles. This is a little carton. Well, Daniel, you might not be able to judge it by the standards of previous Nippies containers. Okay. I like this. Um, it's good. It's a little uh, squat rectangular carton. Uh, it's, it's not... Um, like 
it's 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 totally different from all the other like standard flavored milk cartons. It has something different going for it. It's almost like um like a standard milk carton here in Australia will be like uh a, the the oblong will be an extruded square extruded up into like a whatever the 3D version of a rectangle is. And this is like a rectangle extruded into a rectangle. It's like a, a plank of 2 by 4 wood cut short, if you see what I mean. It's flattened. It's a flattened container. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes with a straw, uh, which I... which it, it's, it, it's plastic, of course. It's a little plastic straw, but it has a very, uh, like, competently constructed... Uh, extension mechanic where I pull it out and then just like the 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 morphological features of the plastic have it click into place in a nicely sealed fashion. Uh, it's not just a straight straw; it has all these sort of like uh, reinforcement ridges and little mechanism catches built into the plastic, which make it very good. The design on the uh, Nippy's banana flavored milk carton is an unchanged, uh, you know, very very old fashioned. Going back to my childhood, I remember it looking exactly like like this kind of design. It's a picture of uh, some lightly yellow milk in a glass, uh, quite frothy, uh, sitting in a sea of bananas. Wow! Of sliced yeah. banana, real banana. This is a photograph. <laughs> This is an old it's an actual photograph. photograph of a glass of banana milk in a sea of bananas. Yeah, that's right. And it would be quite an old photograph by now. This is probably like some old analog photography uh, graphic design, um, I reckon. Uh, it's on a um, just on a pristine white, uh, like modern background. This this quite. Like nice light photo of this frothy milk just sitting in a field of of cut banana circles, and one of the circles has been like, you know, uh, cut with like a little Pac-Man mouth, and then put on the side of the glass. It's pretty good. This all looks pretty good. So that all adds up to like a uh, low eighties. Low eighties. Uh, Mid eighties. Be more specific yeah. than that. You know what? Eighty four. Eighty four. All right. Yeah, it's a good looking. I reckon it's good looking. It's very classic. It's got like a very, very 70s classic. vibe to it, I think. Yeah. Like and, that. and the zeitgeist isn't just the design. It's the fact that I remember this from when I was young. Well, Daniel, I've also found a picture of older ones. Oh, really? I found an older picture. Okay. And what does it look so like? I, think the, I don't know if this picture is what you're remembering or if that is like from the 30s let's click on the link brian's just sent me it looks similar but slightly different this one the banana milk has like whipped cream on top it's got two straws in it yeah it doesn't have the yellow um it doesn't have like the second color at the top i remember this i think i like these older ones better yes Look at the ice honeycomb. Look how orange yeah. that is. Everything else is like white. Maybe the banana well, the, has a slight tinge yeah, the bana- to the white. The like banana a cream one's color. slightly yellow. The other three are all a bit whitish. And then the honeycomb one is like dark orange. And the text is white on orange instead of black. Like it very, it stands yeah. out. That's strong. They've been doing this sea of ingredient thing 
for a while. Mm. Maybe this is what I remember. And like looking at the design, it's like a modern, it's a, it's a modern version of it. Yeah, but it's, a, it's, it's so close. Like they've just recreated the same thing, basically. Yeah, it's a little bit modernized. The Nippy's logo has become much more prominent on the new yeah. ones. Yeah, I like that less. The old, the old ones, just that the little Nippy signature is really good. Maybe that's uh, that's uh, a sign of the times, Brian. The growth in the milk industry has meant it has to compete with other brands, whereas previously Nippies uh, might have a South Australian monopoly. And what are you in South Australia? Well, you're going to drink Nippies-flavored milk, so all you need to care about is what's the flavor. We've got iced yeah. banana, iced coffee, iced chocolate, iced strawberry, iced honeycomb. That's the most important information. Not, is it Nippies milk or not? Of course it is. Yeah. Um, so you're so saying maybe that's, 80... a, that's, a, that's a sign of them keeping up with the zeitgeist. Yeah. I think They're, 84 their... is now wrong. I think 81 is better. It's still good. They've, do, they've pulled it off. But um, They've got their finger on the pulse. Now industry. that I see that it could be this, I'm like, well, let's bump it down three points. 81. That's fair. It's very fair, Daniel. All right. Just had a sip of my wine. Milkiness low, but tasting us very high. Um, mm, milk wine. Liebfrau milk. We should review Liebfrau milk. What's that? It's German sparkling wine mm. i think okay it's uh yeah. you know it's it means like ladies milk basically yeah well maybe we will nice ladies we get milk. our hands on it daniel um there's no shut up daniel segment today mm. thank god we should probably just delete that segment why not until you get another milk book yeah, maybe not. Maybe not even then. Although, Daniel, I was thinking it would be fun to get, like, there are some children's books that are milk-related. Um, oh, yeah. It would be fun to, like, read them as a, as a bonus episode. I feel like that would be cool. Yeah. Maybe. But I think it's time to crack our crack our milks open, take a sip, and then fire up the chat timer. The chat sure. timers. Yeah? A light white wine from the Rhine region. I've just looked it up. Liebfrau milk. A light, a light white wine from the Rhine. Yeah, <laughs> light white Rhine wine. <laughs> That's great. The wine in Rhine uh, falls mainly on the Frau line. <laughs> great. Hmm. I actually don't need uh, to pour yeah, this so into a cup. What am I doing? No, get it right from the source. Yeah, maybe I'll add some Liebfrau milk for, to the, to my to my basket. All right, I've had a sip. Daniel, can you guess what they used to make my milk pink? Oh my God! Well, there's a correct answer, isn't there? Um, do I have faith in your brand? I feel like I don't actually have full faith in your brand. Maybe it was uh, coloring. Maybe they colored it with coloring. Daniel, you're breaking up a bit on my end. You're breaking up with me, Brian? 
You're breaking up, Daniel. Our time together has been so good on. on this island. Have you found someone else? Daniel? Uh, can you hear me, Brian? I can hear you now. Great. Good. Well, I was saying, I don't think I have full faith on your brand, uh, like carrying through on the promise the zeitgeist makes. So I'm going to cynically guess they color it with coloring. Um, Daniel? Yes, Brian? Uh, they color it with beet juice powder color. Okay. That's, uh, beet juice powder color. Tina, beet juice powder. Tina Turner song? Beet juice powder color? Yeah. Could could be, Daniel. It's, it's not Bush City lyrics. with her body of work, but... Daniel, should we get our chat timers out? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. I've got mine here. Synchronized timers. I've got mine here. I've set mine to... I'm pointing mine at the five. I'm going to let go of it. I've set mine at the appropriate amount, and I have also let go of it. Cool. Mine, Brian. Mine doesn't really tick very loudly, so I have to hold it right next to the microphone. Unless we don't actually want just constant ticking that are going to no, be out of sync. I think that's pretty good. Nutbush, Tennessee, huh? Interesting. Nutbush? Nutbush. Nutbush City Limits by Ike and Tina Turner. Hmm. It's like a weird uh, like cultural touchstone here in Australia. Like it's, It gets played at school dances, like every single school event. There's the Nutbush City Limits, and there's a dance that goes with it. They had it at my primary school. We danced the Nutbush City Limits. And then you tell Americans, and they go, what? What's that song? Um, anyway, um, your chat timer, Brian. Mm-hmm. Brian's got a new chat timer, listeners. I have got a new chat timer. Have you? Did you have to set it to 60 and then turn it back? Have you tested it? Is it going to go off properly? Um, I... I did turn it all the way to 60 and then turn it back. Okay, um, cool. Sounds like you know because what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But yeah, it's a little it's a little cow timer. It's a cow, that's right. It's milk themed. Milk from a cow. Mm-hmm. On the Milk and It podcast. On the Milk and It podcast, we all everything we do is themed. Although mm, I also got a is... tomato timer which I could use, but my timer is an apple. Ah, very nice. Davis that'll and be, Waddle. That'll be themed when you get your apple pie flavored milk from Oak. Uh, yeah, it will be. Daniel. Yeah, everything we do here is cow themed. When we're not, uh, when we don't have to speak English into these microphones for the general public, we'd speak it just in cow moves to each other. Yeah. Well, they heard some of that at the beginning of the episode, didn't they? Before we code switched. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Daniel, how's uh, how's being an artist going? Oh, it's done stressful. Any good art? No, lately? I haven't. That's the problem. I, I haven't. I sold some. Well, see, here's the thing. Do, do we want to get into this? It's so boring and dry. Um, well, Daniel, let me tell I, you something. 
Yes, Brian. So I, you know, I like to take photography pictures, right? Yeah, I, I know that about you. And I haven't done too much photography pictures lately because um, I pretty much spent all my time in my house, right? Yeah. Because of coronavirus, you know? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated now and getting a little more adventurous, right? And yeah, adventurous, Brian. But thinking about trying to get out more, maybe in the world, take some more photos. I was thinking yep. it would be fun if I tried to take the most Daniel K photo that I could. Oh, now hang on. That would be like okay. a fun pho- photography mission for myself. Sure. Interesting idea. What yeah, the hell what does that think? mean? Yeah, sure. Well, Daniel, um, you've got a lot of... Do you... A lot of the photos I've seen of yours have trees in them. Yeah, um, they do. Oh, my God. Wait, what the hell was that? That's my chat timer, Daniel. Wow, weird. You set it to Construction. five? Yeah, the little dot is at, like, one, though, but it just rang. But it's still ticking. Um, You have, like, trees. There might yep. be a house. Um, yep. Some kind of, like... It'd be like a, some kind of a slope, like a hill, like a grassy-ish slope, some sort of thing yep. like that. And then like a yeah. pile of concrete slabs or something like that. Yeah. Well, do you want me to send you... So I recently had to have a... Stu- Why the hell has your chat timer gone off, Brian? What's going on? I don't know, Daniel. <laughs> Did you lie about how much you set it to? No, I set it to five. Are you sure, Daniel? Because often... Absolutely. Did you set it to 55, Daniel? No, I'm looking at it. It's nearly down to zero, but it's not at zero yet. My chat timer has finished now. That's insane. Well, maybe it's what not an these? extremely uh, precise oh. timer, Daniel. Maybe it's like a $4 cow timer that I got. No, I get it. Have you got one of those imperial timers? Mine's running on metric. Ah, okay. There we go. Yeah, 100 seconds a minute, 100 yeah. minutes an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... We should have... Well, that's good. Next time we'll convert. Uh, Yeah. I'll send you a bunch of my pictures. I recently had to get them all printed on fancy paper. I went on down to Subiaco. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was looking around Midland. Hey, you're a print shop in Midland. Can you print on on rag paper? No. Oh, on matte paper? No, the best we can do is satin paper. Do you want any business cards printed? We mainly do business cards. <laughs> oh, okay. So I have to go to Fancy Subiaco and speak to speak to some fancy printer. And so I've got all my pictures printed on fancy paper now. Uh, oh, and I had to put nice. them up. Yeah, I made like a little exhibition of my photos and had uh, 30 people from the West Australian Co- Art Collectors Club come through and two people bought the How same wonderful, photo. Daniel. Yeah, it was a nightmare. It was a waking nightmare. But did I got some... Did you have two positive. of the same photo for them? They're, yeah. I sell them in... Like, they're editions of five. Mm. Um, I, okay. I spoke to my old photography lecturer, and he's like, yeah, here's how you sell photos. Uh, that you, di- you do an edition of five, so five copies can be made of this single photo, and after that, no other copies can be made. But after each edition is sold, the price goes up by 200 bucks or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can try and do that. 
Uh, and so they come through and they're like, what are these, what are these pictures? You know, we want to buy them. How much? And I'm like, oh, they're this much plus a hundred bucks for each additional, uh, you know, print of the edition. And they're like, no, we'll, uh, cause we're all here on the same day. We're just going to do the one price. And I was like, oh, okay, sir. Yes. <laughs> so uh, letting down the craft of photography a little bit, but oh no, I caved immediately. I felt it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they were saying like yeah. the other person was saying they should not ha- they they shouldn't have to pay more for the additional print. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you can do that for like images you print the next day or whatever. But if we're buying it on the same day, then we'll, we're both going to get the same price. <laughs> they were nicer about it than that, but yeah, still. Fair enough. I mean, I yeah. see the logic so of what s- they're saying, but also like, just pay. The artist for the work you know i mean they did so i also see the logic of what they're saying and it's not something i would naturally have have it's not a rule i would naturally have um instated i just did it because yeah. my lecturer told me it was what to do i mean it <sighs> makes sense so yeah i'll send you some of my photos uh which are like daniel k photos and you Please can try do. and recreate them yeah um, I'm just going to send you ones which are like 500 kilobytes because I think Perfect. Discord sends the... It'll try and send the 100 megabyte, you know, Yeah. thing. Don't send me the NFTs, though. Fuck off, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the My... Sorry, I shouldn't be so rude. Um, I've got that question a lot. Am I going to sell my digital photos as NFTs? I've got that from real world people who aren't as on Twitter as I am. Yeah. So it's it's and like a weird question. No, I I just say no. But it's funny no, to it's f- annoying. <laughs> Is that what I sound like? No. <laughs> Stop that. Daniel, what time of day was this photo taken? Is this like nine? Uh, is this like this is after sunset on this one? Is this a long exposure on the middle one? Uh, the second one you sent me. Don't th- I don't do many non-long exposure shots anymore. The, cl- the clouds are blurry though. Yeah. Oh wow! Look at that one. Yeah, so these are what was see, up on the wall in the Daniel exhibition. There's trees. There's grassy hills. There's no houses in these. These ones don't have houses. All my old stuff has houses. No houses or concrete slabs in these. I'll send you one with some, like... Is there a forest fire in this one, or is that just an illusion? It's uh, it's uh, streetlights. And it just uh. makes the world over in that region glow. Kind of thing. All right. These yeah. are great, Daniel. Thank you. That's nice of you. I'll send you one taken during the day with some detritus. Perfect. That'll comfort me. The Daniel K photos I grew up with. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. There we go. Okay, Daniel. Well, we need to get back to our This has milks, been rewarding for we? the listener. Should we, <laughs> should sure we try and make it like... 
Did you want to do like a like a description for the for the blinds? You can do like an audio tour. Damn, I'm so that, bad. Like we've just I'm so bad at describing things. I think. So, because the photos I just sent Brian are tree at night, trees at night, photo from inside a tree at night, photos up a hill of trees at night, lights in the sky at night, tree at night, tree at night, and then rubbish. <laughs> and that's it. Rubbish. So, oh, yeah, you want to take a Daniel K photo? Go out at night. I will. I will, Daniel K. Get spooked. I do it. I That's what I do is I go out and I get spooked. I took some good Daniel K photos in Korea. Maybe I'll send them to you in a bit. Um, oh, yeah, I bet. That sounds good. Daniel K. You know what I, you know what I have to do? Um, I, I take a milk. tripod with me, but I extend the legs of the tripod out. And as I walk along where I take photos, I have to hold the tripod out in front of me so that when I inevitably walk through a, a an orb weaver spider's web, the orb the, weaver gets caught on the tripod before it lands right in my face. That's very smart, Daniel. Because I kind of go out into the like the wilderness next to a road or whatever. Yeah. And it's just full of spiders. Just like me and the spiders. It sounds like and an and sometimes absolute weird nightmare. Noises. Yeah, it's like I I wow. have to like I'm driving. I say I'm going to take some photos. I drive out to the spot, and when I'm driving, I'm thinking of the spiders. And as I'm walking, I'm thinking of the spiders. And then I meet all the spiders. Dang. And I have to tell myself it's okay. They can't actually hurt me. Can they not? They could. The worst they could do is I would have a heart attack if one got on my face. But I think an orb weaver is totally benign. Okay. Well, that's good. Daniel, we need to score our milks, though, don't we? Oh, yeah. That's right. We do. Let's take a... Noi. <laughs> no. No, not today. <laughs> not today. We're not scoring up, our Ryan. milks today. He's, he's, <laughs> he's making oh, fun no. of me, listeners. I'm not making fun <laughs> of you, Daniel. Shut up, Brian. That's not. That's so mean of you. I'm not making fun of anybody, Daniel. I'm just doing an accent. Listeners. I don't even know what accent this is, Daniel. It's a bit more New Zealand than Western Australian, eh? Yep. But it's kind of a mix of everything. Anyway, let's have a little yeah, bit of an right. interlude, and then uh, we'll score our milks, and then we'll be back, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Sound good? Hey. It does. Hey. All right, yep. eh? Here we go, eh? <laughs> yes. Nobody. 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 Daniel, how are you doing on milk scoring? I'm uh, I'm finished. Okay. Well, then we Move. are back. Hi everyone. We've got milk scores. Moo 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 moo. moo. We, we return to your ears with scores for our milks. That's right. Daniel. We did, we did the thing. We generated the information for you. Yeah. What you all came here for. The solid numbers on the milks. That's all you care about. We know. We know our listeners. Yeah. All they care about is our we do. they care about milkiness numbers. That's what they want to know. Mm, they care about tastiness numbers. Mercenary endeavor for them. That's what they, they want to know. They just need the information. 
the creativity numbers, the value numbers, the gestalt numbers. They already got the zeitgeist numbers. Maybe those hardcore zeitgeist fans have already tuned out. (laughs) (laughs) Those who drink milk based purely on the zeitgeist and nothing else. Those aesthetes. Daniel, um, I've got a D20 die here. Oh, nice. We're going to do some D&D. Oh, I slay the kobolds. I befriend the vampire. Oh, my character's going to have sex, maybe. Oh, what fun this game is. Well, I was thinking maybe, Daniel. We could roll it, and if it's a 1 through 10, I'll go, and if it's an 11 through 20, you go. Oh, sure. That's how we can figure out who goes first. Hang on. I've got a kneadable eraser here. Let me knead it into a coin shape. And I'll draw a head on one side. Yeah. Um, yeah, hang on. There we go. So it's like basically blue tack. I'm just going to knead it into draw a Draw my flat face disc. on one side and draw your face on the other side. And we're going to both do this until the two numbers collaborate. Daniel, actually so what I'm, I'm going to do is I'm going to do if even numbers, I go, odd numbers, you go. Okay? Because you're okay, odd. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write E on one side of my a putty coin and I'm going to write O on the other. Okay. I'm going to say you're you're odd. Okay. So when I if my coin lands on E, then I go and then if your die lands on an odd number, I go. And if those two things happen in the same uh, throwing instance, yes. then we then that's decided. So if we if, if I they get... disagree with each other, we don't move forward. No, if they do agree with each other, we we don't move forward. We do move forward. What? Well, if I get an even and you get an even, then they don't agree. Yes. But yes. you know what? I, I'm Great. not saying like literally the facts. I'm saying the implications of those facts. If the implications yes. are corroborated over the two systems, then we move forward. We're just practicing science, Brian. Listeners, yes. it's just science. Once again, you're tuned into the science podcast. All right. Are we ready to flip our coins? I'm ready to roll my die. All right. I'm going to go. An O, odd, Brian. Daniel, my I have... My coin's saying Brian should go. I have a number two, which is even, which says Brian should go. Brian! The system works! <laughs> which means Brian is going to go. Yep. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> I, I knew it would work. We had, <laughs> we had a 50-50 chance, didn't we? Um, Daniel... Gotta keep this putty coin. I actually don't know if we had a 50-50 chance or if the odds changed or not because of what we did, but I'm not that much of a scientist. I'm not a no, statistician. Well, you don't have I'm to a, be. I'm a lactistician. You don't lactistician. have to be much of a scientist. A lactistician, yeah. All right, Daniel. Well, I'll tell you about my milk. So, it's a strawberry milk, which means oh, it's very sweet, right? Yes. No surprises there. It's a very sweet milk. Um, mm-hmm. l- looking at the ingredients, I'm noticing that the ingredients suspiciously are missing one word. Uh-huh. The word milk. strawberry. I mean, strawberry. Uh, so we got ingredient number one is milk. Ingredient number two is sugar. And then some other sweetener stuff. And then natural and artificial flavors. I'm assuming one of the natural flavors is strawberry. And then we got the beach. If it was, they would say it. If yeah. I mean, maybe I don't know, but yeah. So, unfortunately for this milk, it does taste like strawberry milk. Strawberry 
which like it's we're back to the thing of if they just called this pink milk like sweet pink milk you'd be like fuck yeah 100 tastiness nailed it it's sweet it's pink it's milk right yeah yeah but they've gone and called it strawberry milk and then they flavored it like strawberry milk which doesn't taste like strawberries in any sense of the imagination Mm. by any stretch of the imagination um is what the phrase i was trying to say was um but yeah i mean so it's it's a strong it's a strong milkiness that's great right what else would we expect from an organic family farm dairy right so Mm. strong milkiness um it's got a little bit of a chalkiness to it which is interesting like i haven't really experienced too much chalkiness in most of the other milks i've drunk but this one i feel like it it has a little bit of there's like a there's like a sort of chalky powdery feeling in the aftertaste and in my mouth right now there's a little bit of like a chalky powdery feel yeah to the this makes me think should we use the locathor method of scoring where actually for for no reason at all one of the numbers is flipped so that a lower (laughs) number is better but it doesn't get changed in the total at all so that if your milk has a really high drinkability the number is low and it gets penalized for that um like one score is flipped and it penalizes the milk if it does good I'm, should we do that I, are you just trying to because that was a pretty compelling are you just trying to bully Locathor right idea. now <laughs> just, I thought that was really funny well Locathor was viewing it not as like zero bad and a hundred good but more like more like a sort of binary value where one value means one thing and another value means another thing. And you're, yeah, you're I not guess in saying Daniel good Bryan's or bad defense, from that judgment. Yeah. In his defense, he's not keeping track of which milks have the highest total score. He's just like a, yeah, well, and in, like an exercise reviewing and, the flavor. And to bully him further, he's reviewing like yep. energy drinks. Oh, sure. That's which aren't even milks. That's fine. Um, I'm glad he still keeps the milkiness score, though. That if he didn't do that, I wouldn't respect him. I, does. I think for energy drinks, it should be drinkiness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, <laughs> this mother's so drinky. Yeah, <laughs> and that's really good. Anyway, um, so I've got like a, a pretty creamy, milky, sweet, a little bit chalky milk here but not chalky like chocolate milk like australians would say but like chalky chalky you know yeah i, I can hear the gritty difference. gritty chalky you know gritty dark gritty milk chalky. here um so here, yeah. tiny bit of chalk um other than that it does taste like strawberry milk which maybe you could say they succeeded in making strawberry milk i would say they failed they've succeeded in making what other people have already determined strawberry milk to taste like, which is kind of sweet garbage. Um, yeah, children's milk. This one's actually not horrible. Um, it doesn't have some of the chemicaliness of some of the other strawberry milks, and it's not so sweet that I can't drink it. So anyway, scores. Mm. You ready? Mm-mm. Mm. Yes. So, as mentioned, milkiness is high. 92. It's it's milky for sure. Tastiness 
is a little bit lower. It's a 71. Um, it is very sweet, but it's not sweet to the point of not being tasty, which some of the other with strawberry milks have been. Um, Wait, what so was the number? It Say actually it again. is 71. 71. So oh, it's, boy. It's like reasonably tasty for a strawberry milk. It's actually pretty high for a strawberry milk. Um, yeah, very high for a strawberry milk. Creativity is 18. I'm giving them a slight bonus here. We know that strawberry milk's not super creative. Many people have done it. But they get a slight bonus for um, making a strawberry milk that's got a bit fewer chemicals than some of the other strawberry milks. Mm-hmm. So just a little boost there. The the gestalt, yep. Daniel. I rem- so I this is the thing. Big strawberry and biguamide milk. Yeah. <laughs> what other funny chemicals could you put in a milk? The oh, well. the gestalt the gestalt is higher than the tastiness. This is actually reasonably drinkable. It's very sweet. Oh. I'm sure kids would love it. Um, it in like it doesn't have anything to really put you off of it, and it's not so sweet that you can't actually finish it. So the the gestalt is a 79. Yeah. And those are the scores cool is it good is this milk good um if someone came up to you and said i'm thirsty what what drink of milk should i get water you're in a supermarket (laughs) and you're in front of the milk aisle and they want a flavored milk what would the other flavored milks have to be before you'd say get this strawberry milk um they'd have to be all basically uh oak thick and Thicken whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if if all the other ones were Nesquik, like I would say get this. But if you had if you had yeah. a if you had like a dairy gold chocolate option, I'd be like, you're gonna enjoy that so much more. It actually tastes like yeah. chocolate. It has like a richer flavor. Like, how bad would the the chocolate milks have to be before you suggested this strawberry milk to someone? Um, they'd have to be like Yoohoo level, right? Where it's not even right. milk anymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Good to good to know. Good I mean, even a, I think even a basic chocolate milk is probably still more enjoyable than this because it doesn't feel like you're just drinking sugary milk. It like I don't think I have. I don't think I've drank a chocolate milk that isn't a little more interesting in taste than this. Yeah. Like this just has a single yeah. taste, which is that's so sugar. damning. That's so damning what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for strawberry milk. And like if anyway. there was if there was a drinkable yogurt nearby that was strawberry flavored, I'd be like, get that. Yeah, that's 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 the way to go if you're looking for strawberry. If there's strawberry ice cream in the grocery store, just like get that, let it melt, drink that. Ugh. Actually, that that would probably be worse than this. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not bad, but it's not good. Yeah, which is yeah. disappointing. Yeah, but it's drinkable. Yeah, and oh, I didn't even mention the value, but the value is actually very high hmm. because this was only. 249 for this little bottle which is a pretty pretty decent price for a glass bottle of organic milk 
And yeah, yeah that's it's, pretty good. It's very sugary, but you're getting like organic high quality milk as well. Yeah, you're getting a, a premium feeling product to purchase. Yeah. And there was a $2 bottle deposit, but if I take the bottle back, I get that $2 back. Wait, what? So you've paid four bucks? Something? Yeah, I paid, yeah, four fifty. Wow. That's interesting. But the next one I and buy, take, I'll only pay two fifty. How I'll, does that I'll trade work? Them, I'll trade do them a bottle. Your, yeah, I give them my bottle you, do back. You just the checkout person? Yeah, I think so. I just go to the checkout counter and be like, here's my old empty bottle, and I want this new other one. And they're like, wow. sweet. How do, how do they, we won't charge how do they you for tell a deposit. you that? Do you think people get the milk, take it to the checkout, and say, here's my, here's, I want this milk for two bucks something? And the checkout person sometimes has to go, oh, no, it's four bucks because you've got to buy the bottle. And then there's like a, a checkout explosion and someone going vitriolic on them. Yeah, I'm sure that happens. Yeah. I had another milk I bought where it was like, I thought it was five something and I got to the checkout counter and they were like, it's seven something. And I was like, I didn't say anything because I was like, maybe I was just wrong. But then I looked at the receipt and I saw a $2 bottle deposit. And I was like, okay, now I get it. Ah, uh, wow, I think what a weird thing. People who've listened to this much of the podcast might have a sense that I'm not the type of person to explode at a checkout counter. <laughs> yeah, or maybe you're like calm and even on a podcast and then... When you get to the checkout, you're like, this fucking sucks. Hidden charges. I'm sick of it. And you tip mm. over the, the disposable camera stand. You storm I, out. I've worked as a cashier, Daniel. I know, I know the life. I know how it goes. Mm. Yeah, I've worked, at, I've worked at a shop selling chemicals, and that's about it. My favorite thing about being a cashier was when the one person was like, I'm never shopping here again. From now on, I'm only shopping at other store, your main competitor. And I was like... Yep. <laughs> that doesn't bother <laughs> us God. at all. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously I didn't say anything. I was just like, I'm sorry. Have a good day, please. Yep. But yeah, inside I was big shrug. But yeah, people seem to think you're going to care about that as like a cashier making like, I don't know what it was. $12 an hour or something at the time. Mm. Where did you work? Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse. Oh. Yeah. Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse. It's like a Bunnings. Yeah. So they were gonna like, I'm going to go to Home Depot. And it's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> Lowe's, does it sell home improvement products and also large plus size clothing? No, no clothing okay. at all. We we got a shop called Lowe's, but it's plus size clothing. Well, there might be like shirts and stuff in there, but not like oh yeah, not like real. It might clothing. have started as a workwear thing. Hmm. Lowe's was like a menswear workwear, and then it branched out into all 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 big size clothing. I interesting, think. interesting, Daniel, but not as interesting as your milk scores, which we're all waiting on the edge of our seat to hear. See, do you have them? Do you have them for us, Daniel? Yeah. Oh no, you're, you're looking up Lowe's. Oh God. Also, currently known as Lowe's Manhattan, 
PTY Ltd. is a private family-owned leading Australian menswear and retail chain established in 1898 by William Lowe. There are now over 200 stores nationally because of expansion driven by Hans Mueller, who established Lowe's Manhattan in 1948. Lowe's primarily sells casual wear, big men's, corporate workwear, school wear, and have expanded into the senior market. Senior wear. Founded 123 years ago. Daniel, I think there I need to go. adjust Sydney, my scores. Australia. Why is it called Lowe's Manhattan? Where's the history? History section is empty. Interesting. You know what, Daniel? I'm going to adjust my scores. Ah, oh, sweet. I'm going to make the tastiness a 61 instead of a 71. Yeah, it's strawberry milk. I think that's, that's more appropriate. Deserves every kick it gets. And then I'm going to make the gestalt also in the 60s. I'm going to make it a 69 instead of a 79. Nice. Just take off 10 points from those. These are really high scores for a milk that isn't actually that good, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever. That's fine. I, c I can't find Lowe's hardware shops on Wikipedia. Daniel. What's it called? Lowe's what? Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse. L-O-W-E apostrophe S. Ah, there's an E. I guess mine also had a, an E. Lowe's. Daniel. There it is. Daniel. Hang on, I want to see if... Does my company beat your company? Founded 1921, 100 years ago. Mine's 23 years older than yours. In North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Wilkesboro. Wilkesboro? Wilkesboro. Wilkesboro. Maybe. By Lucius Smith Lowe. That's great. Anyway. Okay, my numbers. So, this milk. This banana milk. It's basically like yours. It sounds like it's like yours, except maybe I thought it sounded slightly nicer. Like it's my not strawberry like, milk? Yeah. It's not prohibitively sweet. It's not too sweet. But what it does taste is it tastes a bit like a 50-50 mix of maybe something derived from a real banana and then maybe the fake uh, candy banana flavor, which is ever present in all banana flavorings in like, you know, mm -hmm. children's lolly bags and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, this isn't quite like I can taste some hint of, of banana-iness, which reminds me of a real banana. And then it kind of dissipates into a fog of fake banana flavor. That's the impression that I got. So it was a little bit unsatisfying. Nevertheless, that's better than it just being a purely synthetic tasting flavor. I'm sure it is. I'm sure there's no real banana. I looked at the ingredients and it just lists flavor and that's all. It's reduced fat milk, sugar, flavor. Uh, but still, the, it has like a hint of being a convincing thing. Even if it doesn't. Can you still hear me? I just got my foot caught in my microphone tape. <laughs> I can still hear you, Daniel. Okay, cool. Good, good, good. Uh, I drink it. It drinks down fine. There's no nasty aftertaste, but there is an aftertaste or there is like a, a haunting of the mouth that the flavor does. It stays with you. It's not in a bitter way. It's just in a present way. It makes itself felt. 
Um, so it's a little bit like, huh, I don't think it's good enough to make me want it to do that. Uh, the straw works very well. The carton is fine to drink from. And in fact, when I suck the liquid up into my mouth and then relinquish the suction on the straw, the uh, seal, the, the sort of foil seal that the straw gets pushed through is, is such a tight sort of plasticky fit around the straw that there's a little bit of, like the bottle sucks back a little bit. There's a little bit of a after I let go of my mouth from the opening. So it has like... It's just a strange thing to mention. It should be in Zeitgeist. Um, but I, th I think the Zeitgeist is high enough that it kind of accounts for that. That the fact that the this is a bottle which, when you drink from it, the bottle responds to your drinking. As soon as you like take your mouth away, it does a, it does a little thing. It has a movement, mm -hmm. a response. It's kind of a, a pleasing imitation of life from this vessel I'm drinking from. You might have heard it when I was drinking that after each sip, there's like a as the as the uh, as the bottle sucks back. Um, uh, it's not very creative. It's banana milk. Uh, the flavor it was two bucks something, two bucks fifty, two bucks sixty. So that's like if I do the maths, this works out to be more expensive than yeah average flavored milk, but. It's a smaller bottle, and so a smaller price, and that kind of like brings it into the price range of a child. So even mm -hmm. though it's not like economically cheaper, the the value still can't be super low. So I just go ahead and give you the numbers. The milkiness is fifty nine. Uh, it's not super milky. The tastiness is sixty eight. It's pretty tasty. It's not bad. The creativity is ten. Oh. The value is forty one. What's wow. up? What's up? Ten. For creativity, it's just banana in a milk, hmm. right? What was your strawberry uh, creativity? Eighteen. Oh, okay. When I, I said ten, I meant like fifteen. I think banana is a little more creative than strawberry, yeah? Yeah, I meant twenty. Oh, hang on, let me just... Uh, your, your brown's <laughs> oh, banana chill was a number. fourteen. Daniel, why do you always have dusty numbers? You just had dusty numbers in the episode that we just released. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I was in my head to do that. I was tempted to whistle at my numbers mm. again because that was quite funny. I thought that was funny. Daniel, what number? What number do you have? Uh, it's fifteen. Daniel, fifteen. Is my value too high? Your value? No. Is my value too high at an eighty-four? No. I feel like for a glass bottle. Yeah. Organic milk. I mean, you know what you're buying into is like a, a sunk cost fallacy simulator where you have to go back and buy the same brand again in order to not pay more for it. Or I, or I just go give back the bottle. I don't have to buy another one. I just oh. have to give back the bottle. And they give you two bucks? Yeah. Cash or store credit? Probably cash. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Do you reckon they clean the bottles and then put more milk in them? Probably, yeah. That's why they recycle. That's why they take them back. Wow, interesting. Okay, cool. No, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, leave your value how it is. The drinkability because of the uh, the presence of the f the aftertaste, the perseverance of the flavor, uh, it goes down to fifty five. It's not. An undrinkable milk. In fact, it's it's pretty drinkable. 
physically, I can drink from the bottle. Uh, Tastily, it's not punishing me. It just could be a little better. It could not have the aftertaste. So 55. And then the Zeitgeist is established in 81. So there you go. There's all my numbers. There you go. All right, Daniel. Well, do we want to find out which of these milks is today's milk of the day? Yeah, hang on, Brian. I'm just going to put my head on. So I'm going to the toilet. I need to go to the toilet. But you tell the listeners and then I'll... You vamp for a bit. Talk to them about the milk of the day. Whether you think it was a just decision or not. I'll be back in two seconds. I can't hear you. Well, listeners, now it's just us. Um, you know, I think uh, the results here are probably fine. Um, they're acceptable. It's just hard, you know, to choose a milk of the day when you've really not super enjoyed the milks that you've been drinking. And then one of them has to win. And it's like, well, do you really deserve to win, you know? Hmm. Maybe I need to adjust the score on this one a little bit more even. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's more appropriate. I'm going to drop the milkiness down 10 points. Just fucking with my scores. This is unscientific, but I think that's more appropriate. That's a more appropriate placement for it in comparison to other milks that I've had. Hi, Brian. I'm back. I think that makes sense. Hi, Daniel. I'm just talking to the listeners about, well, one, how I'm adjusting my score. I <laughs> I took 10 points off the milkiness, and I'm going to attribute that drop to that chalkiness bit there. Yeah, makes sense. And some of the, the aftertaste feelings so, in my mouth that I've experienced that I've had to wash down with both water and wine. Um, hang on. is it? Did you say it was a chocolate flavor? No, Daniel. No. You keep on saying it's got this chalkiness to it. Mm-hmm. I know, Daniel. I know what you're doing. Um, but I was just telling them that it's hard to choose a milk of the day. I think the, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the I think the results I didn't realize we had a choice. Well, I think the results are fair, you know. Um the outcome is what it is. That's fine. It's just when when uh, neither of us has super enjoyed the milk, it feels a little strange to then call one a winner, you know? Are you saying there should be a uh, a a people's choice awards? Uh, well, there's the numbers, and then there's what we think the winner should be. Who, like... Yeah, there's the scientific milk of the day, and then there's the... The, the People's Choice. Yeah, the People's Choice Award. The popularity contest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dana, do you want to find out the scores? Well, I'm sure, I, like, the Nippies did pretty well, right? Uh, it did decently, yeah. Not amazing. Oh, good. Not the... amazing? Oh, that's all right. With a low low scoring milk uh, round, you don't have to be amazing to win. Well, yeah. The final so the Nippy's final score was a three hundred and nineteen. Ah, three hundred and nineteen. Oh, Which yeah. is we've had better, huh? Extremely mediocre. Daniel, yeah. the Twinbrook Creamery Strawberry scored a four hundred thirteen. Wow, a hundred points. After adjustments. After adjustments, 100 points. Wow, that's so much better than the nippies. Yeah. So I had I had to adjust it down. Um, so now it is the best strawberry milk. Yeah. I mean, Do you it's, want me it's to obviously bolstered by up? 
a tremendous zeitgeist. I don't know, Daniel. Yeah, it's real good zeitgeist. I mean, this is some of the best zeitgeist. Like, this is milk. You look at it and you're like, that's what all milk should look like. Cute glass bottle. Yeah. Like, just simple, no Sleek bullshit. Sleek design. Yeah. That's right. Right? So, the, the huge zeitgeist bolsters it very much. And then... Even the bottle exchange is a little bit like positive zeitgeist inducing. Yeah, it is. It it just makes you feel like you're part of something a little bit more like local, right? Because you're like, they're going to take this bottle back and they're going to refill it with more milk and put it back yeah. on the shelf. Like I'm and buying from a local, local small business yeah. place. Everything's cool about this, right? Yeah. It's like true. It's like really recycling, right? Yeah, it's actually recycling. Um, instead of melting it down and then rebuilding the same thing, yeah, and and ultimately the price was really good, two fifty as the base price for this, like yes, sugary but still quality milk. Well, so, so y- you could bring the bottle back and get a chocolate milk. Yeah, absolutely right? could. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's going to cause problems down the line because the bottle that you're handing back has a little pink plastic lid and when they take that back to the factory, the one that you got has this chocolate inside and so they have to replace the chocolate one and they've only got your pink plastic lid glass bottle. I don't think so they, they recycle the plastic the lids, Daniel. What? I don't think they reuse the same plastic lids. What? You're paying two bucks and they're not even going to reuse the fake plastic lid? Well, Daniel, here's the thing about the lid. It had a seal on it that I broke. Oh, so okay. you couldn't... That's for your peace of mind. So you couldn't reuse this lid because the seal is broken. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yep, cool. Yeah. But and the lid, you said, had the ingredients on. Yeah. Yeah, there's no so there's no flavor information printed on the bottle, is there? Nothing. No, it's a full. Wow, this simplicity of design that we're praising is in service of their recycling scheme. Yeah, it's uh, functionality. Yeah, I mean, Daniel, we've I mean we've talked about it. it's ninety nine zeitgeist. You yeah, almost, you almost can't it's, get any yeah. better than that. You can't functionality, sleekness. It's perfect. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, milk of the day. Yeah, milk of the day. And it's also extremely high on the scoreboard. Even though I probably wouldn't buy it again and drink it again. But... Not this one. But other ones. Wait till I have the Twinbrook chocolate milk. Yeah, what we need is for a Twinbrook to be doing crazy oak backflips every week. Yeah. God damn! Uh, uh, crystal meth flavored milk. God, uh, Yarra River water flavored milk. Sad, uh, d- d- seasonal depression flavored milk. We need a exactly. we need a, a company which we don't hate to be doing that. Just insane milk flavors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dardarist milk flavors. Well. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm fine with the overall outcome. I guess it's a pretty high Childhood score for a milk that I didn't in the classroom like that milk. much. But then yep. again, I mean, 
it's 400 ish out of 600, right? That's a 60%, 66%, which is still a golf, a fail, you know, in some scoring systems or a D Mm. maybe just barely passing. Right. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it's up and it's an up and down. Congratulations. Yeah. What was yours called? Twinbrook Creamery. Twinbrook Creamery, Daniel. Twinbrook Creamery. I forget these names. And with that, Daniel, it's time for us to move our way out of here. Okay. Moving on out. Moving on out. Moving on out. Nothing can stop me. I'm moving on. You're drinking white or red, Brian? Red. Mm. 